Well, good morning and Merry Christmas. So, uh, such a joy to gather together on Christmas Day to worship, to celebrate the birth of Jesus, the Word of God that was made flesh and dwelt among us. And I will say, one of my gifts to you all this morning is going to be a short message. Uh, it's, uh, it's such a gift for me to see so many of you, especially uh, you know, some of you who are here from out of town, uh, folks I've known uh, for years uh, here joining in with family. It is such a blessing that God weaves us together through his Holy Spirit as one family. And no matter whether we're here or we spread out, he keeps us united to one another. That is such a gift. Now this morning... We're going to look at my personal favorite telling of the Christmas story. I'm not sure if it even maybe clicked with you that that's what we we read this morning. It's a rather unique version of the story, isn't it? You know, in uh, in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, we get a more traditional telling of the story. Mark doesn't give us the Christmas story at all. And John gives us a very unique telling, a theological telling of the Christmas story. You see, while Luke and Matthew get into the nitty-gritty details of it, of a virgin pregnant with child, of a census, apparently bureaucracy gets its hands even on the Christmas story, uh, not a surprise. See, there was an inn and a manger shepherds, angels, and wise men. And yet John doesn't tell us about any of this. Rather than getting into the specifics of the story, he digs into the significance of the story. That God himself, the one who, through whom all things were made, the word of God, the light that shines in the darkness, which cannot be overcome, That word took on human flesh and dwelt among us. And here's what it says to us about that child born on Christmas Day, that baby lying in a manger. To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, we have one of the few places in the New Testament that contains words of Jesus Christ that are found outside of the Gospels. And it's actually one of the most popular sayings of Jesus that we find in the book of Acts. You could actually probably finish the sentence for me. Let's try it. It is more blessed to give than... It's, uh, it's one of those things that we just sort of know in our heart of hearts to be true. It resonates with our experience. I think even people who wouldn't consider themselves Christian, who don't follow Jesus, can resonate with the sentiment. When I am generous, when I give to others, it makes me feel good about myself. In this phrase, Jesus gives us an accurate description of what it is like to be a human. And I think that's why he says it. 
But I think there's a problem with what Jesus says here. Perhaps you're like, all right, Joe's going off the rails. <laughs> the problem isn't with Jesus. It's not even with what he said. The, the, the problem is, is with us, actually. Because we can take a saying like this, and sometimes we take it to a bit of an ungodly place. And here's what I mean. We start to be generous. We give. We feel good about that generosity. And then we start to get proud. We start to feel like we are the haves and other people are the have-nots. And at its worst, it can make us feel like we don't have a need. Like I'm doing fine and it's other people in need. And this way of thinking becomes dangerous when we start turning it away, especially from our relationships with others and towards our relationship with God. We might even start to think that we have something to offer God, but not all that much left to receive. I remember years ago, I was in college, uh, and I had a, a friend of mine uh, I, I wasn't feeling well. I was a, l a little bit under the weather, not too bad, but I was feeling under the weather, and this friend asked if they could pray for me. And they said, hey, do you have anything I can pray for you for? I said, no, I'm fine. And he responded with something that I've never forgotten. He said, are you telling me that you don't need anything from God? It stuck with me. And the Christmas story is a reminder to us that while it, it's true, it truly is more blessed to give than to receive, there's also a way in which it isn't. And so I want to offer a new phrase to you this Christmas day, and I hope it sticks with you. Here it is. It is more blessed to receive than to give. It is more blessed to receive than to give. Here's what John says. John 1, verse 12. To all who receive him, that is Jesus, to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gives the right to become children of God. You see, in our relationships with others, with one another, it truly is a blessed thing to be generous, to be unselfish, to give. But it is especially blessed when we understand that the only things we have to give are things that we have first received from our Lord. And so this Christmas, let's remember that before our God, we have nothing to offer. We have no gift that we could bring that would make us right before him. There's nothing we could do that could make us more deserving of the love that he so lavishly pours out on us. That there is nothing we can do to be worthy 
of the gift that he has given us and his son, Jesus Christ. And yet our God gives. He gives and gives and gives. And all that we have before God, we have by his grace. All we can do is receive. Think about it. The Magi, those wise men, they traveled from the east. And they came with their precious and costly gifts. But I have to imagine that on that day, the wise men walked away having received far more than they gave. One Sunday at my internship church, uh, a man came up to me after I had preached. Uh, and he said, Joe, can you tell me the three main points of your sermon? Put me on the spot. <laughs> you know what I said? No. <laughs> I can't. And here's why. I try to make it a habit to preach one-point sermons. So I could tell you the one. And I did, and luckily for me, he said, yeah, that's what I got from it. And so for you today, what's the one point? It is more blessed to receive than to give. Because you and I don't have anything which we haven't first received from our God. And the, more ble the most blessed thing in this life is something that we must and can only receive from the one who came on Christmas Day. The word made flesh and dwelt among us. The right to become the children of God. And so today, receive God's gift. The gift that he offers in Jesus. And today, as you come forward to the Lord's table, I encourage you to remember just how much has been given for you. As you come to the table, remember not that you come because you are deserving, but we come because we've been invited. And that at that table, the most valuable thing of all, the Word made flesh, is given for you and given to you. Not because you're worthy, not because you've earned it, but because you are loved. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we stand in awe of your love for us. God, that it is so unlike the loves we experience in this world that it is whole, that it is complete, that it is not lacking in any way, and that you give it unreservedly to us. Lord, give us the faith today through your son, Jesus Christ, to know that we have been made your beloved children this Christmas day. Lord, that you are our father, and you love us dearly. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.